Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Christopher Hines. Christopher, you're a podcaster. You're a longtime podcaster. Your podcast is the Personal Branding Playbook, and you are also the founder of Elite Podcast Marketing Agency. Thank you so much for joining us. Josh, thank you so much for having me. It was great meeting you at PodFest. Um, I'm excited to be on the show. Sure. So, Christopher, how long have you been in podcasting? Um, It's going on six years now. It's been some time. I remember when I first started, it was kind of looked at crazy. Like now, there are almost a million shows on Apple. But um, when I first started years ago, I remember recording in the closet and people were like, you're a podcast. Like, what is that? (laughs) People kind of looked at me crazy for it. But uh, a lot has changed since I first started years ago. And and was your what was your first podcast? Was was it the same one or it actually wasn't i started off with a basketball show it was called simply hoops and it was terrible it was so <laughs> bad everybody's first podcast is terrible and that's part yeah, of it. It, at least if it, or at least your first you know 40 episodes are pretty terrible yeah it was just rough and um that was a good learning curve for me though so how in your vision have you seen um podcasting change other than just more people are doing it um, I've seen the analytics have finally gotten a lot better. Um, just the way you can track downloads and subscribers, things like that. That's a major improvement. Um, the marketing aspect of it, because so many more people are doing it, there are a lot more marketing strategies and methods that you can use to market your show. Mm-hmm. Um, and really just overall acceptance of podcasting. Uh, once celebrities and movie stars and rappers and musicians start to host their own shows, then podcasting becomes accepted. You know, I think early on, I think a lot of people coming into podcasting looked at, well, how can I make money at this thing? Hmm. Oh, I know. I'm going to build a huge audience and then I'm going to get sponsors. And yes. that's, how you, that's how everyone is supposed to make all their money. Um, that can happen, but can you kind of give us a, take, take your big bucket of water and give us a splash of reality, Christopher, if you could talk about how podcasters are making money today. There are really two ways. And the first one, like you said, is sponsorship. That's like the major portion. Uh, And under that umbrella are things like affiliate marketing, you know, those smaller things. Um, But you have to have a massive audience to get a sponsor that's going to pay you a lot of money. Like, let's be honest, if your show isn't around 5,000 to 7,000 downloads to start, like that's where the sponsors start paying some real money. Mm -hmm. Um, And 10K is really the border mark for you to start getting, you know, thousands of dollars per month. So until you reach that portion, is really difficult. Um, so the other way that people are making money is they have a business, which is the most strategic way, in my opinion, because when you build this audience, it's your audience. So you have opportunity to sell them pretty much whatever you want to, to promote whatever you want to. Building your own business using your podcast is the best way to go. Yeah. I can tell you that. So we did a full day event in partnership with Podcast Movement where we talked Half a day was all about, you know, 
techniques for growing your audience. We're going to talk about that. Uh, and then the other half was, okay, now let's talk about all the ways you can make money. And another thing too, is I, I do see a lot of people that um, are also looking at Patreon and they think, well, you know, I'm going to start this podcast. I'm going to get thousands of listeners and then I'm going to ask them to give me money and they're all going to give me money. <laughs> and it doesn't work that now, way. How, how does that work? Did, did I, I feel like I explained that or I, I shared that in a very accurate tone that I hear. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. That's correct. Uh, most people rush into that too fast. And I try to tell them, be patient when it comes to something like that. You know, take your time to get there. And you need to do surveys to see what your audience really wants. See what they're willing to pay for that want. Right? Like, what are they willing to spend? Some people are comfortable with, you know, 10 bucks every month. Other people will be willing to pay 500 bucks a month. Like you really don't know until you do the research. So I will say every podcast does have that opportunity because once you put an audience and you have a group of people saying, hey, we like to listen to you, we support you, then you can say, okay, if you really support me, are you willing to go into your wallet with that support? Yeah. You know, I, I think one of the challenging things is um, if if I'm consuming a podcaster's content within the podcasting app, right, and I'm just in that environment, it's hard for me to click on the sound of their voice. It's hard for me to, um, you know, engage because it's not really built in. It's not like, you know, uh, and I really wish that the podcast apps would get much, much better at this, you know, but just like you're listening to the app, you're, you're listening to the audio, then all of a sudden, whoop, right in the app itself, I can just say, I can just click right there and know that that money is going directly to the podcaster. That's really where we need to be. I, I Quite frankly, I think there's a couple of them. I think, um, oh gosh, who's a cast box is, is doing that a little bit, but it's- They have one called Breaker that does it, but it's not as efficient as you would like. Yeah, Himalaya, I think, is also doing that yeah. as well a little bit. It's starting to get there, but I think it could be, again, it could be easier and easier and easier, where it just needs to be, just pick up your app, look look at your phone right now, right there. That's all, it's, you just gotta click right there. It's like built right into the UI prominently, uh, where someone can support that podcast. Yeah, but, that would, you know, would be beautiful. Yeah, but I, you know, another model that I think people have experimented with have been subscription models, and that's another one. <laughs> I don't think it's really doing so well. I know it, there was some big money being thrown into the podcasting world. That, it, and that's it only, I will say this, it only works depending on your market. Like, again, if you're, you have to decide, and this is why I like uh, the podcast audit that we do at the marketing agency, because in the beginning, we decide, are you here to get sponsors and make money or do you want to build your business? Because if you decide you want to get sponsored and make money, then the content you create can be really kind of pieces of full content. And the full content is what you put in your subscription model. So essentially, then you're using your podcast to build your subscription model instead of building your business. Yeah. So in the beginning, you really have to decide, why am I doing this, man? If you don't make that decision, you will not have a successful show. Yeah. And there are certain, uh, you know, the, the subject matter is really going to dictate. So if someone's like, listen, I absolutely uh, am just dead set on doing a podcast around this television show. Well, it's going to be really 
difficult. So your model is probably not going to be, I mean, unless you provide, you know, professional, you know, TV show, uh, you know, services, right? It, mm-hmm. You're probably not going to be able to market a service around that necessarily unless it's somehow connected with the content. So therefore, if you're going to go the entertainment route, well, you know, hope and pray that you could build that audience. And we'll talk about what you would do if you were advising someone that was doing an entertainment podcast about how to grow that audience to a size where they can absolutely, uh, you know, start working with advertisers. And I'll tell you that, and and this is my experience of this is as well, you know, so Savings Angel, that's more of a consumer-based product. We work with advertisers with that show. Um, we don't do any advertising on these two business shows because quite frankly, I don't, <laughs> I don't need it. The, the advertiser money would, would be a, a tiny pittance uh, compared to the business behind why we do this show and how we've profited by having this show. Um, but so Christopher, on if someone wants to do that that sports program or that entertainment program or the comedy program, what would you do? How would you coach them to go down that road of like, all right, this is going to be all about building that audience? What kind of stuff do you do with them? Oh man, that's a great question because I started in the sports area mm-hmm. and my first sponsor was SeatGeek. And I'll tell you this, it was literally 15 bucks an episode in the beginning. Like that was it. Very basic sponsorship. And I was still excited because I've been talking about basketball my entire life. So I was just excited that they wanted to pay me. But getting in at that entry level is what taught me, okay, this is what I need to do. This is where I need to get to that next level so I can get paid more and more. And eventually when we grew the network, they were sponsoring all of our sports shows and it was well over 15. It was hundreds of dollars per episode. So it was really, it was some amazing growth. And one of the things we did is if you have an entertainment show, comedy, sports, um, if you're not in education, basically, you want to create content to market your show specifically on Instagram or Twitter. Because I look at social media this way. Facebook and LinkedIn are over here because they're more serious with professionals. Instagram and Twitter over here because it's more entertainment, it's comedy, it's sports, right? It, you could actually watch full sports games on Twitter. You can watch uh, um, all kind of stuff on Twitter. And Instagram, the live stories are just insane for entertainers. Now, the more serious shows, like you have a business podcast, like a show that you don't want to get sponsored, you market that show on Facebook and LinkedIn. So everyone that has an entertainment show, whether it's comedy or sports, you got to find a way to build your brand, your podcast brand on Instagram or Twitter. Because once you reach a certain level, um, and the number now is between 1,500 and 2,500 downloads per episode, you can start having serious conversations with sponsors. And that's when you can start bringing in some revenue. So Christopher, you lumped um, Facebook into the uh, LinkedIn kind of business category. And some people miss, well, that's not how I use Facebook. Ex- explain what you mean by uh, identifying Facebook as more professional. And I like what you said about that's not how I use Facebook. Right. When you're marketing, you have to think about how your audience uses the platform. Right. Most people go on LinkedIn. What are they doing? They're either looking for a job or talking to someone in the company. It's a more serious space. Whereas when we go on Instagram, it always feels like entertainment. As soon as we open an app, right? You open Instagram to either post a video, post a picture, or you're looking at a hashtag or something. It's entertainment mindset. 
So it's really not about how you use the platform. It's about how your audience uses it. Like, for example, when it comes to basketball shows, NBA Twitter is its own universe. There's a hashtag NBA Twitter. And if you post that, you, you get immediate engagement because there's so much content being flooded in there. Every uh, young kid, every guy that would listen to your sports show is on NBA Twitter. So even if you don't like Twitter, you have to learn how to market your brand there so you can build on that platform. And what kind of content do you like to see on the socials that will drive listenership? And that's an interesting question too, because there are different types of content that thrive on different platforms. Instagram is more visual. It doesn't matter what your caption says if you don't catch their attention. Your photo has to be great. Your video has to be great. Those are very important. On Twitter, it's about short video clips that are really entertaining as well. Like if there's a big dunk, a highlight on a play, that's what you want to post on Mm. Twitter. And then you link your episode right in the tweet. That's a great way to market on Twitter. On Facebook, it's about long written form content. Those long posts, they do very well, whether it's in groups, on your personal page, even on your business page, those do very, very well. And LinkedIn is about those two to three minute clips that have the subtitles and it's something that's a real short piece of valuable information. Not entertaining, just valuable. Because again, those are serious people who are at the office all day or something like that. Like they want something that's going to help them instantly so they can get back to work. So the video content does well, um, but if you have video, try to add subtitles. The audiograms actually, what most podcasters use, those are mostly useful, like useless. I mean, like they are not great pieces of content. Yeah. It's kind of like a picture. It's kind of like a video. It's not as useful as you think. So videos with subtitles are number one. Um, and then long form written content are, are it's amazing. Hmm. Interesting. So if you, if someone wanted to say put a hundred, $200 a month into uh, promoting their podcast, like, and, and it was kind of their only budget was, you know, $200 a month or down, like, what would you have them do with that? I would say don't run ads because unless you have a ton of content and, you know, your SEO is very well, your ads won't do very well with that smaller budget. Yeah. But what I would suggest is to pay influencers. There are certain influencers on Twitter or Instagram, some even on LinkedIn, you can pay them to share your content. And that might not seem like it's impactful, but you can pay some accounts 25 bucks and they'll post your episode on Twitter and it will get 50,000 likes and 20,000 retweets. And the engagement on that link will be literally thousands of people. So if you can retain those listeners, that 25 bucks can go a very long way. So, and this is one thing a lot of podcasters aren't doing is trying to use that influencer space because that's, mm-hmm. it's a wide open market right now. Yeah. What do you do to find uh, great influencers? And then what's the best way? Do you DM them or what, what would you recommend in terms of like outreach and just asking them? Yeah, that's really what it is, is doing your research. You want to see if they're active. You want to see their engagement. Follower count does not matter to me. Mm. Um, there are some accounts I work with that have between 3,000 and 8,000 followers because they have real engagement. Yeah. If they post something, their entire audience, their following is on it. Some people have 100,000 followers. They'll post something and nobody sees it. And you don't want that. Um, so that's important first. And then you do just send a direct message. 
But for me, one thing I do to protect myself is we have a contract. I create the content that I want them to post for me. I don't just tell them, hey, here's my episode link, post it. We don't do that. Mm -hmm. I send them a contract and I send half of their payment up front, the other half after they've posted the content and it's been Mm -hmm. up for the agreed upon time. So there's a real process to it. But once you set it, I have a bunch of templates for it. So once you set it up, it works very, very well. Wow. I like that. Uh, Are there, uh, I mean, obviously as as an agency, you're probably helping do some research. If if someone's not quite ready for that level and they want to, are there any tools that you'd recommend for identifying influencers that have better uh, engagement? I mean, it's easy to find people that have big follower numbers, but it's like determining that engagement's a little tougher. I would say this is one thing you can do specifically on Twitter. You can search the keyword that you're interested in. Like for me, it would be podcast. I would search someone that posts podcast. Mm-hmm. If you look at like pod uh, lips in this account, they have a ton of followers, but they don't really have a lot of engagement. You right. can then go to the top and see who has the top tweet with the word podcast in it in the past 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Now I would go to that person's account and I want to see how often are they tweeting? How often do they post videos? Do they post photos? What's their interaction like? And then who are they following, right? So it's really basic research. You know, it takes about 10 minutes to see if an account is worthy of sponsorship. Mm-hmm. And then the thing is too, with influencers, it's still such a new thing that the pricing isn't crazy just yet, right? Like yeah. a commercial for my podcast is five tweets in a week from an account with 8,000 followers that is full of uh, business content entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. because now I'm getting in front of thousands of people every single day with my fresh content. So that's my version of a TV commercial. So again, that 25 bucks can go a long way. Yeah. So as an agency, do you manage this for your clients then? Yeah, that's exactly what we do. Ah. Yeah. And I think the most important thing we do though is we help with the creative because mm-hmm. if you just put up a tweet on Twitter and you post eight hashtags in it, nobody's clicking that. Right. So we help clients create good content for their promotions, whether it's on Instagram or on LinkedIn or on Facebook. Because again, we know what content thrives on what platform. So that's very important. Um, and Chris, uh, you know, in terms of monetizing podcasts, let's say they're going to go the other direction and they are going to, and we kind of started off talking about this. So, you know, our matter of fact, if someone's curious, if you want to know how we easily, easily, I mean, directly from this podcast, we make six figures worth of income directly from this podcast. And if you want to learn how we do that, uh, I'll give you our own link and you can watch a quick video where I explain it, but it's just upmyinfluence.com slash B2B. So um, now Chris, what what are kind of best practices you recommend for someone that says, okay, no, 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 I've got a business podcast here and like I'd really love to do this, but I want to make money doing it? Like what, what do you typically advise there? How do you get them? To, what's the thought exercise you take them through? The first thing we always have to do is teach people their podcast. It has to feature them a lot more. It's too many people start podcasts and they get stuck on doing interviews. They want to talk to the top person and everyone. It's easier. Yeah. <laughs> it's easier, but your audience is there for you a lot too. So when you're building the brand of your podcast, one of the things we teach our clients how to do, we call it action episodes. 
And these are shorter episodes where you're providing really, really valuable solutions to your target market. Mm -hmm. That's what people tune in for, to learn from you. And it don't have to be long, but it has to just be you solo, sit down and share your expertise on a particular topic and solve a problem. Very simple. And so when they begin to do that, they start to see better results uh, as far as generating leads from their podcast. Um, so Chris, tell me a little bit more about your agency, who, who you work with, um, at what phase are they in business? And then generally, what does engagement look like, investment, that sort of thing for people that are like, oh man, that would be great. Yeah, so we only work with the podcasts that have, you know, you've been in the game for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, we try working with the beginners and they just aren't established enough yeah. and they they're, they quit after a few weeks. So mm-hmm. you need at least six months of podcasting um, unless you have a six-figure business. If you have a six-figure business already, then we, uh, we do help you with your launch progress and um, growing your show as well. Mm-hmm. And with us, we really like to hold your hand through pretty much everything whether it's the content creation, the marketing, um, and we do a lot of done-for-you services as well. You know, we want to make your life extremely easy. Now, we do have some processes that's like, hey, you have to do this on your own, but for the most part, a lot of it is the agency work, and we make your life extremely easy, and we make you the superstar. Yeah, terrific. All right, Christopher Hines, where is a great place for people to start? Well, let's see. If I'm on your website, elitepodcastmarketing.agency, you have a link that says start here. I appreciate when websites do that, by the way. (laughs) Right? It makes it super easy. (laughs) So yeah, so explain maybe what people will find there and what they can learn. Is Is there any kind of pillar piece of content that you'd recommend people check out? Or maybe it's a podcast that kind of uh, would, would provide a great next step for people. So for us, that, that start here links directly to the podcast roadmap. And the podcast roadmap, that's a three-part product where, again, you're, we only work with the podcasters who've been hosting their show for some time. So we start off with the podcast audit. We want to break your show down from top to bottom. What are your episode titles like? your production, your audio quality, your presentation. We break down all the key areas of your show to start. Then we go into your goal setting. You know, we don't do the goal setting first. I want you to see every area that matters on your podcast. And then we go to the next step of setting goals for a better show, whether you want to get sponsored or you want to build a business. We break that down on level two. Lastly, Hmm. we create your marketing plan. So all the things I discussed earlier about what platform you would market on, what content would be best for your show, even the tools to create that content. We give you all of that. The podcast roadmap is great because it's kind of like an SEO audit. We're going to show you where you need to improve and how you can improve. If you want us to do the work for you, we can do that. If you like to do it yourself, now you have an entire roadmap so you can go and be successful on your own. Well, Christopher Hines, again, you're a podcast host. Your podcast is the Personal Branding Playbook. And then your website, uh, again, uh, look for the Start Here uh, tab at the top, elitepodcastmarketing.agency. Christopher, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. 
Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.